5: You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour on this Monday. Dan and the Dan. That's Dan Patrick Show. Big game tonight. Rams at the Cardinals. Got a mess in Jacksonville. Packers, Bucks are they on a collision course again? The Chiefs win again. Great defense. First team since the 2014 Seahawks to hold four opponents under 10 points during a five-game span. And Patrick Mahomes threw his first touchdown passes in the uh, in a three game period here, with the Chiefs' defense holding Vegas to uh, single digits as the uh, final was forty eight to nine. Final hour, best and worst of the weekend. Your phone calls always welcome eight seven seven three DP show. Uh, McLovin, the poll question for the final
6: hour. Okay, uh, we're debating over here. Uh, Pauly has one. Okay, you can pick one. Okay, Packers get home field in the playoffs. Uh, but no rest for Aaron Rodgers in his toe. Yeah, this is going to be an issue here. In the final month
5: of the season, the home stretch, this will be an issue. The extra game, will Green Bay sit Aaron Rodgers? You want to have home field advantage. This time you get fans there. But do you want home field advantage and maybe not as healthy or 100% version of Aaron Rodgers? Or would you sit him down? You know, you're going to have Minnesota and then at Detroit to end the season. What if Tampa is going to secure home field advantage? Then maybe you have Aaron Rodgers sit down. Maybe. But that's going to also affect who you meet in that first round or second round. And that'll factor in as well. But this is going to be an issue for some teams with some players. Do you sit somebody down? And in this case, Aaron Rodgers, you got to start to think about it. Because as he's talked about, he may get that toe banged up. And if he does, surgery would be on the table. They have Baltimore at Baltimore, they host Cleveland, they host Minnesota, then they're at Detroit. McLevin, what else do you have?
6: Okay, uh, should the Jaguars be worried about Trevor Lawrence? Yes or no? Okay, would you be more worried about
5: Trevor Lawrence or Urban Meyer? Because one I'm stuck with. Trevor Lawrence, I would still like to see him with talent around him. I think he needs a better offensive mind to help him. And that's why I go back to Ryan Day. Can you imagine if Ryan Day replaced Urban Meyer with Jacksonville at some point? Not this next season or maybe the year after that. But, you know, I wonder down the road, is Trevor Lawrence going to get the coaching that he needs in the NFL? And are you going to have the weapons there to help him develop as well? But would I be more concerned about Trevor Lawrence or Urban Meyer? I would say Urban Meyer. Just because I, I don't think he's made too many smart moves since he's been there in Jacksonville. And I'm just talking about football decisions. You know, we can look at what happened in that bar in Columbus. That's a bad decision as well. But, you know, you're getting confrontational with your staff. Now, let's say they were 5-6 and six on the year. 5-7 and seven on the year. And he decides that he's going to air out his assistant coaches. Do we say, man, I love that. Oh, boy, there's no quit. He wants them to be great. Well, he doesn't get that luxury because he has not made good decisions since he's been there. And now, you know, people are leaking information. He's upset about it. I'd be more concerned with him because, you know, the Jags took a big swing in the offseason when they hired Urban. They're trying to develop a new and well, hopefully improved culture, but you know they—it's a swing and a miss right now. They're two and eleven. They're not getting any better. Trevor Lawrence threw four interceptions. Another embarrassing loss. A divisional rival in Tennessee, and to make matters worse, you have these reports coming out of the locker room that he allegedly called his assistant coaches losers. He's a winner. You're a loser. Now, technically, I guess he's right. I guess. Nobody thought the Jags were going to be contenders. Uh, But you got to see improvement. That's what you want to see week by week. And it it might be incremental, and it might be really small, and it might be something that doesn't show up to the the casual observer here. But, you know, Urban Meyer used to have control, clear control. And you can't have that college mentality. It doesn't play in the NFL. And, you know, Urban Meyer is the latest coach to find that out. But he's under contract for the foreseeable future. But it's going to be interesting to see the patience of Shad Khan
6: allowing the experiment to play out. What else do you have, McLevin? Do you think the three-point record is causing problems for Steph Curry? (laughs) Well,
5: over the last... 72 hours?
6: I have his game log. The last two games, he was on Saturday night, three for 14 from three. The night before that, he was six for 17 from three. Yeah, That's a lot of threes with not a lot of made threes. No, I know. Pacers and Knicks coming up, right?
5: I think he'll be okay once he sets the record. I think he'll be okay because he has done quite well because of that three-point rule. It 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 may have hurt him the last two games just cuz he's pressing, but no, I
6: I think he's going to be okay. This is not the Warriors coming down to earth. No, and, and I
5: give the 76ers all the credit in the world. They played great defense on Steph Curry. And and you know, that should be factored in as well. They played great defense.
6: Yes, McClain. Next poll question right. that you cannot answer. Who's winning the AFC North? The Ravens, the Browns, the Steelers, or the Bengals? Without even, I'm not going to give you the schedules of Friday, just instinctually, who's who's got the edge? So somebody
5: has to win the AFC North. Technically, right? Somebody has to. Um, Is anybody going to threaten in the playoffs, I think, is probably the bigger question. The Ravens, with Lamar Jackson, can always do that. They can always be, you know, it's one of those teams that you have to prepare for them And you don't prepare for that kind of offense week in and week out. So that makes it a little bit more challenging. I guess the Browns? I don't know. I mean, health-wise, getting everybody back. Ravens got the Packers coming up this weekend.
6: Yeah, McLovin. Any chance this win over the Ravens, even though it was Tyler Huntley, is like a turning point for the Browns? I have no idea. I don't.
5: They're a big mystery. I mean, there are a couple of teams where you go, I have no idea. And the Browns are right there. I I did think it was interesting what Albert Breer from the Monday Morning Quarterback had to say last hour because I said, look, there's no moral victory for Buffalo because you're supposed to be a Super Bowl contender. The way they played in the fourth quarter, boy, that's a moral victory. Well, it's it's still a loss. And you're fighting for survival in a division you were supposed to dominate. Here's Albert Breer last hour on the Buffalo Bills.
7: I actually think I think the Bills found something in the second half of that game. And look, there are no moral victories for a team that's been in the playoffs three times in the last four years. But I think they were sort of a team without an identity against New England, and you still saw fight. And I think the first half of that game that really kind of manifested the way that that got away from them they had nothing to really lean back on and then in the second half I just they ran the ball a little bit more I think Josh Allen played more under control the defense found itself a little bit and so I actually think in the second half of that game and into overtime the Bills found something like if they wind up running the table here which if you look at their schedule outside of the New England game is pretty doable I think there's a possibility, Dan, that we look back at that that game in Tampa yesterday as as a sort of turning point. I know it sounds crazy because they won 13 games and went to the championship game last year. But I really think that this was a team that had kind of lost itself over the last month. And I really think that they found something in the second half against the Bucs. I don't think they have an
5: identity. And, and Albert touched on that as well. That you're trying to figure what is this identity or what is your offensive identity? Defensive identity is they're a finesse team, got a really good secondary, but they're just you think of a team playing in that weather that they would be built for that, just a tough physical defense and run the football. I mean, Josh Allen was spectacular in that second half, but you got to do it week in and week out. You throw for 300, you rush for 100. That's great. But you got to be consistently great if you're going to beat these teams and beat them on the road. 877 3DP Show. Email address DP at DanPatrick.com. Twitter handle at DP Show. Still have time to go do your holiday shopping at DanPatrick.com. Just want to make sure that uh, we uh, are given enough time to get all the things you want and uh, you'll get that in time for the holidays. Yeah, see? Wednesday, final day for shipping. Oh, the 15th. Wow. Wednesday. Okay. All right. You want a calendar, you want shirts, There's a lot of things there. We got a jigsaw puzzle that uh, is available as well. Go to Danpatrick.com and pick up all your holiday shopping gifts there. A couple of basketball items last night. Kevin Durant, he uh, has now put up seven career 50 plus point games, fifth uh, most among active players at 51 last night in the win against the Pistons. LeBron James, uh, second triple-double in the last three games. Lakers beat the Magic. LeBron now has 99 career triple-doubles, second most among active players. And I don't know if there's anything. Oh, by the way, one of my favorite days in NBA history happened today in 1983. You guys want to guess? It wasn't one of my favorite days. It was one of my favorite nights in the NBA. 1983. Yes, Paulie?
1: I can't remember the teams. Is that that game where it was like 179, 184, 184, 179? Something like that?
5: It was uh, 186 to 184. The highest scoring game in NBA history. The Pistons beat the Nuggets. Isaiah had 47. John Long, 41. Kelly Tripuka had 35. The Nuggets had 51 from Kiki Vanderway and 47 from Alex English. This game is on NBA TV right now. Yes, Paul?
1: We have it on the screen, and Bill Lamber, the former Pistons Center, just airballed a free throw. <laughs> I, I've never seen that before you know, in a long time.
5: That could have added one more point to the 186-184 game. Highest scoring game in NBA history. Imagine if you're Alex English, you put up 47. You were the second highest scorer for your team. Or John Long put up 41. He's the second highest score. Kiki Vanderway. Kiki Vanderway was sneaky, sneaky great. Had great hair, great shot. He could go he could fake right, go left, and dunk on you left-handed. God, Kiki Vanderway. Alex English, flick. He just had a real high release point. John Long was in the University of Detroit and then went to the Pistons. And then, of course, Isaiah. Kelly Trapuka at 35. Yeah, Paulie. I
1: have an Isaiah Thomas theory that he's not going to get to do historically because he's not that liked by a lot of people. You saw him play as much as anybody. There's no denying he's one of the great NBA point guards of all time, correct? Yeah. He doesn't seem to be lauded that much when they talk about great players.
5: I think we forget about it. And then somebody will go, what about Isaiah? And then we go, oh, yeah, that's right. I mean, he won a national title. But I... I think when you saw him play, you thought he was phony. I mean, not how he played, but just the personality. Uh, but he he was a
6: killer out there. Yeah, McClub. The fake smile, and yeah. or if it was fake, I saw yeah. him score twenty four points on Mo Cheeks in a fourth quarter once. Yeah, because he didn't score as much as he could, no. Have, right?
5: No, and and I think you know that's another thing that it always felt like he was a nineteen eleven guy. But, but he, it felt like he could get 40 if he wanted to. But, yeah, Isaiah was a great player. Yeah, Paul.
1: But his stats are pretty similar to Magic Johnson. Not as much winning, not as much flair, but I think Magic Johnson's career is like 19-10, and 19-11. Isaiah's is like 19-10. and 10. Yeah, Their stats are pretty similar. Isaiah had uh, just as many 20-point-plus
5: seasons. Who would you rather have?
1: I, I, Magic's just a nightmare, right? Isn't he yeah. the, the matchup nightmare? Yeah, you can't yes. pass on him.
5: Yes. When your point guard is 6-9. Like you love mismatches in the NBA. Magic Magic could score 40. We saw that in NBA finals. He had that ability to play all five positions.
6: Uh yeah, Magic was like that's that's one of the original unicorns. Yes, McLevin. Side topic, did you guys happen to see the trailer for the new Lakers show on HBO or Showtime? I did not. It's got Jason Siegel's Paul Westhead, yeah. John Riley is uh as the owner Jerry of Jerry Bus, and there's a, a young guy who plays Magic, looks exactly like him. It looks like our wheelhouse. Yeah.
5: You know, Will Farrell was supposed to be up for, I think, Jerry Buss. and Adam McKay, his partner, had to tell him that he was not going to get the job. And I think that that ended their friendship. That, uh John C. Wright, who's, you know, Will Farrell's good buddy from Step Brothers. And he gets that, he gets the role of Jerry Buss. And Will Farrell is told by Adam McKay, his partner, that he's not going to get that and uh, cause the breakup, their friendship. All right, we'll take a break. Carson Palmer will join us coming up next. This is the Dan Patrick Show. Discover is going to match all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically. And with the shopping season, that could be a lot of money with no limit on how much you can earn. How amazing is that? Even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of the places in the United States taking credit cards take Discover. And that means when you plop down that credit card, you're going to hear the word, yes, we take Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, nine until noon Eastern, six to nine Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app, Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. This program brought to you by the CBD trusted by professional athletes. Level Select CBD provides targeted relief and helps treat everyday discomfort when you need it the most. Go to levelselectcbd.com. Make sure you use the promo code DP30. That's $30 off your entire order today. LevelSelectCBD.com, promo code DP30, not available in Idaho, Iowa, and South Dakota. McLevin, update the poll results.
6: If you were the Packers, uh, would you rest Aaron Rodgers, is the question. And 65% say no to start.
5: Let me start there with Carson Palmer. Uh, Carson, Packers, let's say you had to pick one. They get home field advantage in the playoffs, but no rest for Aaron Rodgers. Or you rest Aaron Rodgers for a couple of games and he starts the playoffs completely healthy with no home field advantage.
0: Well, I don't think it's a guarantee that if you rest Aaron for a week or two weeks or three weeks that he gets back to 100%. When you're talking about a broken bone and a foot, it could take a month. So at the end of the day, when, when you combine that with the fact that the Green Bay Packer home field advantage is probably unlike any other in the league. I mean, you got weather concerns that an opposing team has to come in, and that, that fan base doesn't sell their tickets. That fan base shows up to the game. They're not selling their tickets to potential opposing fans Where they're going to lose some of that crowd noise so i i think it's too important to keep that number one seed and keep that advantage in their favor
5: explain this as a former quarterback of the pinky toe on his left foot his plant foot as opposed to his right foot how does that affect your throwing
0: i I really don't think it should affect it that much i mean as far as is today's you know with all the equipment and the things and the footbeds you can put The orthotics that you can put in the shoe to really help protect that that pinky toe. I think that's going to be really nice. I'm sure that their training staff is on top of that, bringing in a consultant or a specialist that can create some sort of footbed in the shoe to protect it uh, as much as possible. But Where it really limits him is when he takes off and runs. It's not so much the throwing. It's not planning and stepping and rotating into throws. It's when he needs to extend the play and get outside the pocket and take off on third down with his legs is where the biggest concern will be.
5: And also when you watch him throw, as you've talked about, you tell young quarterbacks don't try to emulate Aaron Rodgers. He has so many of those off-balance throws. He's not really one of those, I'm going to step into a throw and plant with my left leg.
0: No, he's got that Bryson DeChambeau swing where right at impact and right when the ball's coming out, a lot of the times his back foot is off the ground. He's already accelerated through the throw and gotten his hip through the throw and that foot comes off the ground. And like you're saying, with with these young quarterbacks, there's so many guys coaching, keep all seven studs. You have seven studs on each cleat, seven cleats uh, that are coming out of the bottom of, of the foot of the cleat. And we're always taught as youngsters is keeping those seven studs in the ground to get as much ground force as you can to create as much velocity in the throw. And so Aaron just does it different. I I still don't know how he does it. We need a physicist to come in and explain (laughs) it to all of us. But he very rarely has all seven studs in the grass.
5: We asked this question earlier in the show. You could have Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow. Who do you want?
0: I, I would take Herbert right now. I mean, he is so special and so, so different physically, athletically. He is so gifted. And I'm not saying anything about Joe that, that he's not. I mean, he, he doesn't have the velocity on and the RPMs on the football. He doesn't have um, the long ball ability with the touch that Justin's shown. Joe's got another set of traits that are, that are spectacular. I mean, his confidence um, – his knowledge of the game, his coolness and calmness in the pocket are spectacular. And, th- and those are outliers compared to other quarterbacks in the league. But when you just look at the raw talent and the raw athleticism of Justin Herbert, there aren't many like him. I mean, maybe Patrick Holmes is on the same level. Um, there's probably a- another guy or two that you can, when you watch them play, they do absolutely off the charts things physically. But right now, I think I think Justin Herbert has more athletic ability and, and more physical Uh, just physical rawness that you can't teach, you can't coach, you can't show a guy how to do. He just has it.
5: Can a quarterback run too much?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I I grew when I was coming up in the league, Michael Vick was a guy I loved watching play and still love watching his highlights. You know, he ran a lot and he took a pounding and it it caught up to him at some point. And, um, you know, I I used to joke around with him. I'd see him at different events. And even Vick, when he was running 4-1, he would always get that last couple of yards going out of bounds and it wasn't a a bone crushing hit, but he would just get shoved and then there'd be a cameraman or a third down marker in his way. And he'd end up falling and rolling out of bounds and landing on his shoulder and his neck and his ankle. And just all these little incremental hits add up, especially when you talk about a guy going into year eight, nine, 10, 12, 15. So absolutely. I think you can run too much and, and take an unnecessary amount of pounding on your body.
5: Yeah, I thought Michael Vick was a Bo Jackson-like talent, but he just didn't put in the time and the I think he had God-given ability, and I don't you know, unlike like Michael Jordan or you know, athletes of that, like Tiger, they have that God-given ability, but they have this desire to be unbelievably great. And I always thought that, you know Michael took it for granted that he was just athletically gifted, and he could have been so much better.
0: I never felt like that, Uh, and and I don't know, you know, individual study habits of guys and can't comment on that. But um, I loved watching him play. I thought he was as unique a talent as any of us have ever seen. There may not be another Mike Vick, um, but I I don't know as far as study habits and, and desire. Every time I've been around him, he absolutely loves the game. He knows the game. Um, and from coaches that I've been around, like Coach Mora and a handful of others, loved working with him and loved everything that, that he brought to the team.
5: Watching the uh, Buffalo Bills, we're talking to Carson Palmer, watching the Bills yesterday, they kind of woke up in the fourth quarter. I don't know if they found something after they had something missing for the last couple of weeks here, but I, just, I don't know what their identity is, Carson. I don't know if they know what kind of team they are what did you sense from what they did first three quarters to what they did in the fourth quarter and is that going to change things in the last month
0: yeah it seemed to me like all of a sudden they realized hold on this we're we're about to be maybe on the seventh maybe the eighth spot in the afc playoff picture and all of a sudden they started showing up and playing you know i i was so excited about watching this team this year and i i'm in the same boat i don't know who they are i've seen them lose to some teams they should not have lost to I've seen them play unbelievable football, but the best teams this time of year, we're in December now. We're almost in January. This is playoff football team. You can't go into a playoff game and start playing in the fourth quarter, especially against the defending champs, especially against Bruce Aarons, especially against Tom Brady. You're going to get beat and you're going to get knocked out of the playoffs. So, you know, this team has, I really like Singletary, the running back. I really like Josh Allen. I really like the defense. I really like Coach McDermott. There's so many things to want to like and believe in But they've shown us just enough that we really can't trust them. We don't know who they are. And if they do find a way to squeak into the playoffs somehow, some way, if they show up like that against anybody on a a playoff day on Sunday, they're going to get beat like they did yesterday.
5: How big is this game for the Cardinals and the uh, Rams tonight?
0: Big for both. I mean, when you look at both both those conferences, the AFC and, and the NFC, the best divisions are on the West. You you look at what's going on in in the NFC West. There's three teams maybe that can make the playoffs. And the same thing can be said about the AFC West. There might be three teams that can squeak in. So to get that number one seed, to, to know that you're in and know that when you do get to week 16, 17, 18, knowing that you won this division between these two teams that are playing tonight, you know you got that in the bag. Then you can start resting this 17th week and 18th week of the season and make sure... Whether it's Aaron Donald who's banged up or Kyler Murray with an ankle, it gives you that luxury of resting those guys if you know you have this division locked up.
5: I've been holding off the obvious. You got the the obvious. Well, you got the Heisman.
0: Uh, Not technically in in my hands yet. It is actually at the College Football Hall of Fame. Okay, but but
5: they opened it. They found a way to open the Heisman.
0: They found a way to open it. We've got it. Thank you, FedEx. It securely got there. We really appreciate everything FedEx has done. Really appreciate what your boys in the office have done. And and it got home. Well, it didn't get home yet, but it got to safer hands than the Dan Patrick show.
5: Yeah. And I felt bad. Um, And I was going to make an example of somebody, but I I can't afford to fire somebody. So, you know... I know you wanted somebody disciplined, but I, I couldn't do it, Carson. Um, and no. We're I, sorry. We're sorry that I, you went through all of this and you you got the Heisman case and you didn't even get to open it up for your, your big induction ceremony.
0: Well, I, I did not want to see anybody disciplined. I love Fritz. I love Turby, I love Eric. Everybody is great. You guys are the best. And nobody deserves a discipline. At the end of the day, the Heisman got from point A to point B just like we needed.
5: Yeah, and I do put some blame on you because you trusted us. True. True.
0: <laughs> well, you're in this you're in this like beautiful space, this little cozy den, this man cave and I just feel like everything's so professional over there that I shouldn't have had to worry. And to be honest, I didn't worry. At the end of the day, it got there. It may not have got there the way we wanted or with any kind of timing at all, but it got there.
5: Is the Heisman being sent to you?
0: The Heisman currently is at the Hall of Fame for another, I believe, another couple of months, and then it'll come back to me. And um, I, I think it'll come back with the key and, and in the correct box, and and hopefully all in one big piece. Yeah, but you put it
5: in the garage. You didn't even have it on display at your house. Is it going to stay in the garage again?
0: I don't know. It's I haven't had. How long have, did you end up having it for? Like two or three years? How long did you have it for?
5: I don't. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> the, the fact that you don't know how long we had it. <laughs> I, I'm going to guess we had it for 2 years
0: maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Do you need it back? Well, I nah, I don't want to do that. Never mind.
5: I mean, I'd Scratch love to that. I would okay, all right. I would love to have it back. I mean, it's a great conversation piece, but the number of people go, "Is that the real Heisman?" We go, "Yes." What do you what do you think it is? And they go, "Why would he give it to you?" And I go, "I don't know, but he did." <laughs> Uh, we and, can work something out. Yeah. We'll and it, it, out. it looks like you're on the set of a game Game of Thrones episode there. Like you got basement no, this is, castle.
0: Yeah, no, this is just the basement, uh the basement office. It is it is a little Game of Thrones feeling. You're right.
5: It is that the wine cellar?
0: No, it's just it's just the basement. It's the basement of the office. It's a beautiful staircase and um looks impressive. I could use a wine cellar though. Yeah, thank you. Yeah.
5: Well, talk to Bledsoe. Bledsoe
0: can help you with the wine. I love double back wine. He's doing, I, I have a bunch of his wine. It's fantastic. I do not have a wine cellar, but maybe, I don't know, maybe next time, maybe if you guys want to put a little money into the infrastructure here, we can shoot from the future wine cellar.
5: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's what I want to do. We lose things. We don't buy things, Carson. We're not, <laughs> not going to help you with your basement wine cellar there. I wouldn't trust you or your crew building I, I anything agree for me. I agree. By the no way, chance. Uh, the Urban Meyer, Mike Vrabel handshake at the end of the game, a lot of people made a big deal about this. I, As a former player, is it a big deal, that handshake after the game?
0: It's not. I mean, at the end of the day, it's not. But the immaturity of some of the things that have happened in Jacksonville. I mean, when when, when it seems like you're not as mature as some of your players, you got a problem. I mean it's just one thing after another after another after another and it's not hard you know cameras are on you it's not hard to throw a smile or at least mouth the word good game and shake somebody's hand especially somebody that you have a relationship with from the past and was on your team but um i know it's definitely there's a bigger deal made of of what actually happened but at the end of the day coach meyer just needs to at least it don't you don't even have to say good game you can just say so that the cameras pick that up and, and, and leave your hand in the other guy's hand for another, you know, six or seven seconds to make it look somewhat genuine. But, you know, it, it seems that things have really gone south really quickly. Um, I know Shad Khan, you know, doesn't seem to have, uh, you know, a, a long leash on, on any anybody that's come through that organization to get them right. I, I've heard Tremendous stories about the ownership group at some point. It looks like things are going to change there in Jacksonville.
5: But, but so you think if he just mouths good game and, and just so it's the optics that we get to see this, then you're okay with urban Meyer kind of going through the motions.
0: I look at everything through the quarterback's perspective and, and the organization's perspective. And from my viewpoint as the quarterback and you're a rookie and Trevor Lawrence then goes into his presser on Wednesday morning, and he's asked seven questions about Urban Meyer and the distractions and the handshake. Trevor Lawrence needs to be focused on the week 14 opponent. He does not need to be answering questions about his coach telling his his staff they're losers, him not shaking a guy's hand after the game and just being professional. These are all distractions. These things add up, and especially when you have a rookie quarterback that's just trying to find his way and figure things out the last thing he needs to do is be distracted by things that his head coach is doing either outside the game and after the game or off the field. So, um, you know, I think at the end of the day, when, when you look at it through the quarterback's perspective, that's the last thing that, that Trevor Lawrence needs to be worried about is, is in answering questions on Wednesday and Thursday after practice and Friday after practice. It, it's, it's just it, these things are mounting up. And it has a negative effect on the future of your franchise in in Trevor Lawrence. More
5: concerned about Urban Meyer moving forward or Trevor Lawrence?
0: Oh, Urban Meyer, 100%. I mean, tr- Trevor Lawrence is, what he did at the collegiate level will give him a couple years to figure it out in the NFL. What he's done in a handful of games will give you a little more leniency. Now, there was the four-pick game yesterday that, those, those are some issues that they'll need to get over. But those are also things that young quarterbacks go through. And those are some of the growing pains. But Trevor, Trevor, in my opinion, has all the upside in the world. He's playing for – I know this organization has not been great since Sean Khan's taken over, but he's playing for a great owner that's willing to do what it takes to win and willing to spend what it takes to win. And so, at the end of the day, when you combine raw talent that Trevor Lawrence has and he's done it on a big stage and – Needless to say, that was college, and that was the BCS and and the playoffs in college. And I know it's a different game in in the NFL, but he's done it against the Alabamas and and some of the teams in the SEC. It will soon carry over to the NFL level. So there is no doubt in my mind that Trevor Lawrence is going to stick around in this league for a long time.
5: What's it like when you lose confidence in your coach?
0: It's hard. It's hard. It's just, again, these are distractions. When when you're worried about your head coach benching a player or – you know, not playing some of your best players to to make a statement Uh, when you're worried about having to answer questions all the time, like we just talked about, you know, at the end of the day, um, they're going to figure these things out. They're going to get better. If that's with Urban as the coach or not, it's the right ownership group. It's the right young talent. They're going to figure things out in Jacksonville.
5: But did you go through uh, a period where you didn't trust your coach?
0: I've been really fortunate. I played from from Bruce Arians to Marvin Lewis to Pete Carroll. I've I was very fortunate. I played for some great ones. I've seen some opposing players and talked to to guys I played against that went through some very urban like situations uh, with their coaching staff or their their coordinator and no confidence in their coordinator, frustrations with their QB coach. I, I've seen it and I've seen how that can just weigh you down, especially as a young player. So. It absolutely can be a distraction. It absolutely can be an issue, and the right ownership group does the right, makes the right move at the right time. I wouldn't be surprised if if we saw a different head coach in Jacksonville next year.
5: But I wonder about Russell Wilson in that situation right now. Carson just feels like there's some frustration there.
0: It does, um, but I don't think I don't think that should directly be um, pointed on Pete Carroll. I mean, Pete Carroll's proven that he can win a Super Bowl. He's proven that he can build. And and construct a really good defense. He's he started over. I mean, you look back at what Pete did when he first got there, and they somehow got to the playoffs, and Matt Hasselbeck was the guy, and then he built the Legion of Boom. Um, I I don't think that Russell needs to be frustrated with with the head coach. It looks like he's frustrated more with the organization, but it's tough. I mean, when you when you talk about one of the best organizations in all of sports, like the Seattle Seahawks. You know, you can want out and you can want something different, but the grass is not always greener on the other side.
5: Uh, Enjoy the game tonight. Always great to see you. Thanks again, buddy.
0: Thanks. Thanks for having me, again.
5: That's Carson Palmer. His weekly appearance during the NFL season brought to you by our partner, Level Select CBD. Looking for next-level relief, visit levelselectcbd.com. Take a break. Last call for phone calls. What we learn, what's in store tomorrow after this. The holiday season is a season of giving, but it's also for taking cyber criminals looking to cash in and some tips to help keep you safe while holiday shopping include only visiting secure sites and apps from retailers that you trust and using a VPN instead of, public Wi-Fi, creating strong passwords, checking your bank and credit accounts for fraud. Because every day we put so much information on the internet. In an instant, a cyber criminal can steal what is yours. That's why it's a good thing there's LifeLock. LifeLock detects a wide range of identity threats like your social security number for sale on the dark web. If they detect the information has potentially been compromised, they send you an alert and a dedicated restoration specialist will help you if you become a victim. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but help protect what is yours with LifeLock by Norton. Save up to 25% off your first year promo code PATRICK at 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com promo code PATRICK for 25% off. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app.
1: Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing,
5: and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Last call for phone calls. What we learn, what's in store tomorrow, this day in sports history. Final results of
6: the poll question. 64% say the Packers should play Aaron Rodgers all the way through. Only 38% say rest him if it costs them home field.
5: Yeah, Green Bay will be at Baltimore. Uh, New England and will be at Indy. Kansas City at the Chargers, Washington at Philadelphia, New Orleans at Tampa Bay. Tampa has not defeated the Saints since Tom Brady got there. O and three against the Saints, 20 and five against everyone else. The Saints won by 11 and won by 35 last year, 38 to 3. Then they won by nine with Trevor Simeon. You are six and seven on the year if you're the Saints. You have got to have this win. Chris Collinsworth will join us on the program tomorrow, as will the Heisman Trophy winner, Bryce Young. Uh in Montana joins us. Hopefully I got that right, Sean Absolutely. What's on your mind?
10: Good morning, Dan. How are you doing? Great. Great. Awesome. Thank you for taking my call. First time, long time. Five, five, and a hard one, sixty-two with love handles. Um, so I'm going to start words first. My worst is the play by Ramil Raúl Jiménez for the Wolverhampton Wanderers. He got yellow carded and then, not only thirty seconds later, gets a second one for not backing up and letting the guy play the ball. Gets a red card, gets kicked out of the game, leaves his team. One player down the whole second half, the Wolves end up losing one to nothing against Man City. Just you're, when you're the face of the franchise, when you are the striker, you need to be better than that. And my best of the weekend is to piggyback off of Paulie's. Montana State, baby. The kid is from Butte, Montana. He is a freshman. Started the year fourth on the squad. Started his first game last week. This was his second career start. Touchdown Tommy Malott ended up with five touchdowns on the day, four or two in the air, two on the ground, and one. Feely special caught it himself.
5: It right.
10: was a 68 yard touchdown run.
5: So, all right. I- well, thank you, Shondi. A little niche there, you know, with the soccer, uh, you know, just a quick mention and then we move on. You know, I don't need play by play. It's like a manifesto. And then he did, and red. Then he got another, and thirty seconds later, and it, it was it, a big moment. Dan. Inexcusable. Yeah, I know. Uh, Rich in Nebraska. Hi, Rich. What's on your mind? I do have a best and a worst for you, Dan. Okay. I think our worst in Nebraska
1: is that we're finally realizing maybe we're not a football school. But their best is that now we are a volleyball school. Our volleyball team has reached the final four or five of the last seven years and defeated number
5: two Texas over the weekend. All right. Well, good luck packing the arena with 90,000 people like you do with football for volleyball. Oh. All right, this, uh, this day in sports history, Paulie. 1949, the American
1: League rejected the revival of the spitball. The spitball was uh, banned in 1920, and they had some type of meeting said, can we bring this back? I can imagine doing that. 1966, the rights to the first four Super Bowls were sold to CBS and NBC for a total, for four Super Bowls, $9.5 million for that's, those rights. That's a nice part. Uh 83, Pistons, Nuggets, 186, 184. And uh, 2010, one of our favorites, the New York Giants and the Minnesota Vikings game at Detroit's Ford Field. It had to be played at Detroit's Ford Field. The game was moved due to the collapse of the inflatable roof at the Hubert H. Humphrey Metrodome Mall of America the previous day.
5: Yeah, the former director of our show, the TV portion of this, at DirecTV, uh, his nickname was Mango. And uh, the night before, he put a camera inside the Metrodome, and he just said, keep the camera rolling. And that's when you had the snow that that crashed down onto the football field, but uh, Mango had the wherewithal, the foresight to go. Let's just put a camera in there, see if something happens. Yeah, Paul.
1: In retrospect, it might have been better if he grabbed a shovel and a couple that's, buddies. That's
5: true. That's and true. And start rolling. maybe cleared the roof there. Yeah. The Mitchell Report, 2007, was publicly released, listing the names of 89 baseball players alleged to have used steroids in HGH among the names Roger Clemens, Andy Pettit, Miguel Tejada, and Eric Gagne. I saw where Tom Verducci is reconsidering Big Poppy on his ballot. I guess in a bad way. I don't know all the details, but uh, I just saw that Verducci said that he was reconsidering Big Poppy. And, you know, they're... There are a couple of uh, baseball writers I have great respect for that are going to give Clemens and Bonds the vote one more go-around here. And uh, it might be close. I don't know if it's one of those 20 years from now, 15 years from now, a veterans committee comes in and puts them in. By the way, they finally corrected uh, a wrong. They put Buck O'Neill in. And uh, I don't care how he gets in. Buck O'Neill deserved, just for contributions to the game, Buck O'Neill played in the Negro Leagues. And and Buck would be the guy who would speak on behalf of these African-American players who had died. And then Buck was almost the historian because he had played against them. And it just felt like, you know, people should recognize Buck O'Neill. And he was such a wonderful man. He was always in a good mood. And I'm very, very happy that he got in. Now, we can have discussions about Jim Codd or Tony Oliva or Minnie Minosa getting into the Hall of Fame. But, you know, I want to celebrate the game. It feels like we, when we get to the Hall of Fame, we don't celebrate. Baseball, certainly, because it's always negative. We don't celebrate the game. It's like who got in or who didn't get in, who voted for somebody who didn't. You know, there, there's no celebration there. And hopefully, with these players getting in, there's a celebration. Unfortunately, Buck O'Neill's not alive. But uh, Jim Cott, wonderful spokesperson, and uh, was a very good pitcher. Tony Oliva, before he got injured, was a great hitter. But celebrating the game, I mean, that's, that's so important, and we don't do enough of that. Otis in Ohio. Hey, Otis, what's on your mind?
9: Hey, Dan and Danette, thanks for having my or accepting my call, Uh, I wanted to let you know I live here in Columbus, Ohio, and uh, it's one of the worst-kept secrets. Uh, I believe it was 2015, but uh, Urban was the coach at Ohio State, and Vrabel was his defensive coordinator. And I believe the story goes at halftime, Urban asked Vrabel directly in the locker room, is your defense going to stop anybody? And uh, I think that was Deshaun Watson's year. Anyway, uh, there was a physical. Vrabel never was uh, uh, with the university after that day. So that, that there was more to that yesterday. They 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 are known nemesis. Yes. The only question here in town is whether it's going to be Vrabel or Fickle when Ryan Day takes
5: the Bears job. All right. Well, thanks for the phone call, Otis. Yeah, I'd heard that they're not friends. And that, and that story about the rumored altercation is certainly out there. What we learned brought to you by the Compact GLA proves it's not the size of the SUV in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the SUV. Learn more about the nimble and ready for anything Mercedes-Benz vehicle at mdusa.com. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. Thanks for the phone calls, emails, tweets, all-around support. Heisman Trophy winner Bryce Young and Chris Collinsworth on the program. Have a great day, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Dan Patrick Show. One more item as we close out the show. When's the last time you seriously considered chasing your dream, right? Been a while, probably. What about van life? Totally customized Mercedes-Benz Sprinter tour around the country. There's 423 national park sites, maybe build a mountain cabin. Every Sprinter, expertly engineered blank canvas. So you customize it for whatever you want. The Mercedes-Benz van, and you know that quality, mercedes So expect innovative safety features. They have crosswind assist. They have blind spot assist. They have active brake assist and an amazing performance, reliability. And with the MBUX voice command system, five-star dealer network, available gas engine, it runs like a dream. So what do you say? Take a test drive. Head to the Mercedes-Benz van dealership near you and take a spin. Get that Sprinter van
4: and tell them your dream sent you.
2: Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com concertweek to learn more. And plan your summer with Sean Paul. Some 41, 30 seconds from Mars. Oh, and two-door cinema club.
5: Owning a Mercedes-Benz EV isn't just extraordinary. It's extra easy. With full remote access to your vehicle from your phone via the Mercedes Me Connect app. The vehicles are all electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. The choice is all yours. Learn more. MBUSA.com slash EQ.